Welcome to Perfect Corp's Beauty Tech Talks, where we dive into the ever-changing beauty tech landscape and how to master a digital-first strategy. I am Lindsay Colomail, the Principal Beauty Editor for Perfect Corp and your host for today's episode on the future of interactive content. Whether social distancing or back to life as we once knew it, consumers are absorbing more content than ever before. Whether it's to be informed, inspired, instructed, or anything in between, content has evolved far beyond a magazine or newspaper article and expanded to include social and digital media platforms to meet every possible interest. As digital screens continue to dominate our daily way of life, consumers have become conditioned to want a more personalized experiential interaction. And through the use of augmented reality, artificial intelligence and machine learning technologies, we're able to reimagine the content on the page or screen to be interactive in nature, inviting virtual try-on and experiential elements that resonate and build on the brand experience. Today, I'm joined by Peachy Jean Ritizos, the Senior Innovation Manager at Meredith Corp for a chat about the future of interactive content. Welcome, Peachy Jean, and thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, thanks for having me. So excited to dive in here. So to kick things off, tell us a little bit about what you do at Meredith and your past experience that kind of brought you into this role. Yeah, so Meredith Corp is like the biggest publisher. We're a mothership to all recipes, people, in style, entertainment weekly, food and wine, travel and leisure. So we hit the gamut across, you know, all content. Um, you know, we reach 94% of all the women. And so the way I got even into the publishing world uh, was kind of on the, from the advertising side. And so I've been at Meredith for about six and a half years, which is like crazy when you really start to think about how long you've been somewhere right. like in college terms. I'm like a super, super senior. Yeah. Uh, I like that. So, yeah. So um, I've actually always had the, like the tech background to my roles there. Um, they're here. And I started in like ad operations into ad solutions. And then two years ago came into the innovation side. Um, and it's been quite the whirlwind of kind of, of, how quickly things are changing and how quickly we're adapting to do the new tech that's really driving the way we're talking about content. I love that. And I think change is happening faster than we could have ever expected it, especially now. Um, so in the vein of just overall innovation, I'd love um, some insight into Meredith's overall innovation strategy. And I'm sure it varies a little different across each platform, but I'd love just an overall view of like your um, interpretation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. So a quick step back. So the way we work within the organization is we work alongside all 42 of our brands. And as well, wow. Yeah, 42. So we're quite the lean and mean team. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, we also help out as like sales support to both our internal sales organization as well as our advertising partners. Uh, so really how that works into our overall strategy is, I mean, our bread and butter is our premium content backed by, and perhaps advised by the best editors in the world. <laughs> and what we need to do here with our emerging tech uh, platforms and the way we strategize around it is what's the best way to complement the content that we're producing. So it's not always about like repurposing it and taking, you know, for it, if it lives on this way in one place, it could live the same exact way, right? We have to keep kind of making tweaks to make sure it makes sense for our end users. Um, and our first step to doing any of that is data, data, data. Like anything we do is data backed. Um, 
we have our we have a great gamut of first party insights we work with our uh, analytics team we have our industry research so that way anything we're putting out to market uh really has a real purpose right so even we were getting into augmented reality you know we find that you know one in three smartphone users interact with ar monthly so i mean that's a pretty big number right is that one of people so we have such a big audience like then that will work with ours um and naturally you can't speak augmented reality without talking and giving props to snapchat that kind of really paved that way okay. and to think they're i mean they're logging in 500 years of ar playtime right and so those are the things we're looking at because we can see the overlap between these audiences and how, what we hit right like we hit 84 percent of gen z we hit 89 percent of millennial moms right. uh, so what makes sense there yeah so then once we kind of figure out what the data is there, we kind of find the opportunity. Uh, as I said, we work across all 42 brands. So not every brand is going to work for every platform, right? Mm -hmm. We're finding that, you know, our entertainment and like our food brands were great on voice, but obviously for beauty, it's very visual. So augmented reality, um, as well as our travel brands are really there, like the best to optimize and capitalize on the AR front. Totally. On that note, how has Meredith been using augmented reality technology to kind of create this experiential content? I know we've been working together from with UCAM for a couple of different things. So let's touch upon, I guess, what we've been doing and how we've been hitting a few different brackets with that. Yeah, so the first one is really on the event circuit, right? And I think it's been really... Um, engaging for the people that are coming to our events. So whether that's, here's the thing, we think runs from like our huge new fronts that yeah. we do every year. We're introducing them to ways that is more interactive content um, or it's some of our, our trade shows. Uh, you know, you guys have been great as we prepare for our different A&A conferences and showing people what we do on that side. Uh, but then it's also kind of going back to our client partners um, and showing them live demos. So experiential is definitely a, um, a great way to start uh, and then luckily you know tech gave us the ability uh, to access AR on mobile web right so that completely ex exponentially increases our reach because I'm sure as you know working at perfect corp and UCAM number one barrier is getting someone to download an app right so um, now that we've kind of been able to segue into a mobile web experience, now we can give our users that experience um, without having to ask them to do anything else. Because that's the way people experience our content first, right? right. We don't, you know, we're not pay to play either. We, our content's free and it's how do you, how do we make sure we give these users an experience um, that, you know, doesn't ask any more of them than what they already have. Totally. I think that's one of the cool parts with the events is that, like you said, a barrier to entry is sometimes the download, but seeing is believing. And while you can't reach quite as many people at an event as you can on your website, it is that instant satisfaction of someone coming over. I always say people just instantly stand taller and bright and like smile bigger as soon as they engage with the experience. And it's just such a cool way to see the visuals, especially that you guys have on your pages and in your print to, to bring it to life and watch somebody experience it in a whole new way. So cool. Yeah, it's definitely, it's funny the reactions you get in person, right? Because when you describe it, it's because again, it's so visual. Right. So it's how we're able to explain it without, um, like if we didn't have that experiential part of it. Right. Uh, and then we were, I think I told you this, that we were at a meeting and people started, the 
people started, um, more people started testing it out because, I mean, they were in the middle of wedding planning. And they're like, oh, I'm about to have my, um, my makeup trial. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, wait, let me take all these, let me send myself all these different looks. And right. then she got all her coworkers and it's kind of, they all happen to be in that same type of wedding circuit. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's kind of, that's what, that's exactly what this is supposed to do. It's supposed okay. to give you an easy way um, to try these looks out. Totally. And I know we, you mentioned the online, but we were also doing some cool stuff with InBook where when you're seeing a book on a page, you could actually engage with that. What kind of takes that look from a print page, puts it on your face. Also, you can experience it on the site. So talk a little bit about the imprint or the print uh, integration. Yeah. So again, it's so great how when technology kind of gives you the one thing you need to bring things to people. And this one was, those latest OS updates uh, got our native camera to be its own QR code reader, right? I mean, yeah. QR codes are so old, they're kind of introducing themselves again because of this tech update. Right. And so what Eric is doing is we're implementing smart codes across, we call them smart codes, because um, they sound great and they're really better. smart. <laughs> and, you know, we're using them editorially to make sure that our audience and our users are getting used to the habit, that, they'll, that they're in the issues and you can use them to access additional content. Um, we have using the try on tool in our in style issues uh, and it's great because we simply are just really clear with our message we tell the user scan your scan this code no app needed hover your camera and then you get the and it drives to um, the mobile web page to where you can take the experience and you can really you know live it i think part of what's so great about this interactive content especially what you guys offer is um it complements what we do naturally. It's like we give the content, and you know, before it was kind of a the way the process would go is okay. I'll read my content, then I'll do more googling, and then like somewhere I can try to try stuff on maybe. Right. But here, we keeps we can keep someone in like a seamless experience. Totally. And where I'm reading this article, I'm reading these beauty tips, I'm reading these trends, and anything that you know, my immediate thought would be to oh, I wonder what that would look like on me. Right. And luckily with tech and then partnering with you, uh, we've been able to deliver that experience without ha without um, having to ask any more from the user. I love that. It's super cohesive. And I think that's yeah. kind of what makes it an easier adjustment for the consumer, which kind of brings me into, I guess, my next point is have how have your readers taken to this new type of experience? You know, now you're all of a sudden giving them content that they can kind of absorb in a whole new way. So have you seen their response changed to your content and how have you kind of educated them to let them know there's more to it? Yeah, well, what's great is that um, the, we did a pilot, so to complement the smart code and book, we ran digital ads with the experience, right? Because so, you can now host the AR in a mobile, mobile web form in an iframe. And we actually saw the same type of engagement from our users um, online and our users that got to it through the print page. Right. So it shows to us, especially that people are engaged when they want to, like if we give them the right utility, they will. Um, right. And actually, if you even think about like attention span, think about now what it takes to someone to, for someone to want to sit down and read an issue. It's right. so different from like, perusing the internet and you're on eight devices at a time. Right. Uh, we're seeing great engagement there. Um, and then I think you had a second part of that question. <laughs> yeah. Are, are there any ways that you see being able to improve that flow for the consumer? Uh, right. Yeah. Oh, I know. Sorry. You had touched upon um, how we get that word out. And yeah. 
as being a publishing company is that's what's great I think for any of our partners that jump on board with us is naturally what we do is we write content and so we already have the access to users to teach them to educate them to let them know what we're working on and that really helps build uh, and get the word out there for people to start start using the experiences right and I think people are more inclined now to I mean it's a pretty user-friendly experience in general but I think people are more inclined to just click and experience and discover mm -hmm. and there is that sense of like surprise and delight that comes with you know apply now and even if you didn't know what that was and you tapped it it's intuitive enough to like click and then you see it and it's kind of this totally new immersive universe that you're like wow I, I could would have yeah. never thought so I think it's just a cool evolution to watch that come to life from a consumer side yeah and I think one of my favorite things is again like we have we have the biggest reach in women is this type of experience bridges that gap of someone of you know the gen z will appreciate it just as much as like my mom will yeah you just it to mom and you know for her it's she doesn't want to drive out to the store and right. like try on a bunch of swatches for her it's exhausting but this makes it just so much easier for her that she's become more of like oh this is so much easier i don't have because you know let's be honest whenever we kind of teach our parents or anyone um <laughs> Of that generation it is harder to teach them go to the app store download this app yeah. um but because we're a content company it's actually like you can just go to our page it's already there right, right. it already lives uh, there, like you said they where they are exactly so it's really nice to see that the users uh we can get that experience to all of them yeah for sure. I suppose that's maybe the biggest value, but kind of to, I guess, touch back on this, where do you see the biggest value for Meredith brands in the integration of the virtual try-on interactive content? Uh, so from the user value that we're providing, I really think it is that seamless, continuous experience. And it's like I touched on before, it's we now are giving them, you know, top of mind again, it'd be like, oh, what does that look like on me? Um, and what's nice, again, it's it's you for the fact that you can bring the experience you don't get as personalized as the actual individual right, right. so this oh wait no here's just a bunch of people that may have a swatch of their skin color that's maybe like yours or shape eyes no like you can actually just use your face which is exactly kind of what you would want yeah so i think for that is like where we're bringing like the most value um from the user end and i think because of that value we're giving it inevitably helps shape the value we give our advertising partners totally and that um, when users are engaging in that experience it's a, again it's a seamless segue into e-com or even you know they're still driving foot traffic too for those like for me i'm still i still love going to stores um, but i think it's driving traffic both sides yeah and I think we can all agree probably the idea of swiping and swatching in a store will likely change just as people are a little more um, you know have heightened concerns regarding like just overall health so the idea of virtual try-ons obviously keeps eliminates that that concern overall and still provides the try before you buy experience which is really nice that's a really great point which it's so funny because as much as you know we're delved and we're forced to learn this foreign world of more contactless things it's yeah you forget like, i think i didn't even realize until you mentioned it is yeah when's the next time i'm going to go willingly into store and put my finger into a <laughs> pot of color that, that unknowingly most people have already touched yeah 
Yeah, it's definitely going to be a changed, I think, consumer experience. But like you said, oh, like this type of technology is going to be able to enhance the experience and just it, it will be a little different, but it will still be there. And this idea of try before you buy is still super relevant and something that people are yeah. looking for. So it will just be in a different form, but it will still be there. Yeah. So actually, to that point, how has the way you create content changed given this idea of it becoming interactive? Like, where do you start? Would you start with the content? Do you start with the idea that it's interactive and work back from there? Tell us a little bit about the actual content creation, keeping in mind that we have this opportunity now to make it interactive using AI and AR. Yeah, I think ultimately um, they kind of go hand in hand. I know like it could be, sometimes we find ourselves in the chicken or the egg when you're trying to find like, editorial buy-in to want to even look into it. And I think that's where the strength of our team is the fact that we lean so heavily on data-driven insights um, as far as well as like user research. Um, like specifically the try-on tool was, hey, like here's what we could offer. Um, one, what type of content do you already produce? Right. Uh, so that way we're not just, you know, reinventing the wheel all the time. And how do we, you know, sync that in? Um, Luckily, we work with such a great partner like you guys that you guys have also, I think you've made the same type of, um, you've had the same thought catalog that eventually this conversation would happen. And so when it comes to how does it actually work, you've been able to be able to say, it's actually not too difficult on our end. Like, here's a snippet of code, stick it on the page. And I think that's what's really important is, is how do you make sure that it's not just up to the user. Um, but what's nice is that because of the technology that you've created, it, it helps inspire, I think, our editors to, to, to create um, more content. Uh, it gives them the gamut of getting more creative because seeing what other people would want to try on, um, okay. especially now, I think I, I, would, I could not imagine your hair color try on tool is like not spiking. We've actually seen a 32% increase in the product try-ons in the app, which is crazy. But I agree. I think the hair color is one of the coolest features. Yeah, and I think, and you know, we'll talk more about this, is I think that's the next thing is what else can you offer that usually people wouldn't be so invested in at this point. But because of this current state of affairs that we find ourselves in is we're going to be forced to be, to be sped up. Right. And so that kind of brings us back into what comes first, technology or the content. And I think this is a really great example of maybe the technology here is kind of paving the way first. So. I love that. So mm -hmm. in kind of forward thinking, where do you see the future of interactive content going over the next, I want to say three to five years, but that almost seems yeah. too far away right now. Like, <laughs> well, I think we'll be back into an operational world by then. So where, yeah. where do you envision um, kind of interactive content going over the next, we'll say, in the future? <laughs> I mean, I think first is that technology is going to improve a lot faster than we have seen before yeah. for the fact that we're in this kind of situation that we're in, right? So I think tech's going to really catch up. Um, I think they're going to keep on improving the mobile web experience in hopes that they match the in-app quality, right? Because, you know, everyone knows the in-app quality obviously is just better. Um, but I'm hoping that, be, you know, people are just more, I mean, our traffic is spiking right. as well, just for content. And so if we can make everything kind of fused together with um, 
are in or out of content and then hopefully the tech catches up. I think that's first and foremost is what's going to happen. Um, and I think <laughs> I was saying this the other day where like, I think internet speed is going to be like a bigger factor because now that everyone's using their Wi-Fi, right? people like or so often are experiencing some delays. Um, like, I've always thought my internet was really, really fast. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> not when your entire building's on it. <laughs> no, it's so true. Like, I think about how, how often right now I'm, I switch back to my cell service a lot more often than I would ever. Yeah. For the fact that, so you're thinking about how this is really changing the way we're, uh, our daily lifestyle. Totally. Um, which why I think that tech, that like underlying tech that, uh, you know, the Googles of the world, the apps of the world have control over is really going to, is going to come up and then we're going to be able to take advantage of it to bring it to them. I'd say that's probably the next, what, six months, not even, like, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> okay. um, so I think that's where like user adoption is going to, we're going to find like a big spike in that. And because also think about like when you live in multi-generational homes, yeah. I think the it's going to become more natural um, across all the generations. And I think that's really saying something as far as a utility that um, that works across across all audiences. And I think that's really key for like both like content users, uh, content creators, uh, tech providers, um, really anyone that you know is looking for someone to use their stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I think the consumer is just going to become you know more and more confident in relying on virtual try-ons and technology as a way of making you know confident purchase decisions moving forward. I think it's already starting to happen, but it'll just continue to be more and more confident in relying on that as a as a true utility, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine how like, Perfect Corp and UKIM are your analytics. You guys must be like so deep, like diving into it because it's just behavior has completely changed. Right. It's become so no more normal to uh, to interact with this kind of with uh, that kind of tech of this try on stuff. I love it. It's great. With that, I want to thank my amazing guest for sharing her insights into the future of interactive content. It's exciting to hear how advanced virtual try-on technology will continue bringing the content on the pages and screens around us to life for a totally unique and highly engaged reader experience. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Perfect Corp's Beauty Tech Talk. Until next time, stay safe, stay hopeful, and